Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball time, turn on the fan. JD's coming on, he's a baseball man. I gotta get the scoop before I drive home from the kid from Queens calling Arlington home. Car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino, it's Thad Levine. He rolls down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that kick ass tray. Cause the boys in the front office are always hard. Come talking that trash in the pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't blow me skin, I ain't said spit. The John Daniels Show is brought to you by Evan Williams Bourbon and BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right. Joining us now for his weekly visit, it is the general manager of the Texas Rangers. How are you doing today, J.D.? I'm all right, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, we were just having a conversation with the G-Bag Nation, and, and since it's topical, we just carried it into this thing. We want to bounce ideas off of, off of you. Um, there are players out there who remain free agents, who are big names, who uh, have draft pick uh, compensation attached to them. And uh, my understanding is that after the draft, those players will be free agents that you can just sign for cash money. It doesn't. There's no draft pick compensation attached. And just curiously, wondering if you guys will have any interest in that market, if I, if I painted the picture correctly. Yeah, I think I think you have. Obviously referring to, to Keichel and Kimbrell, and, and uh, you're right in that uh, – uh, after the draft, then the uh, my understanding the compensation no longer applies. You know we had um, we had uh, stayed out of that for for a few reasons. Partially uh, just big picture, kind of not looking to make those kind of investments this off season. But also the the draft pick played a big role in it. Um, and we traded for we traded Alex Claudio for the compact, which can be 41st in the country, and we didn't want to give that up. Um, so that piece will, will be gone. Um, I, I do think we'll we'll be open to uh, to some additions if it's warranted as we get into the season. Here we are looking at, at some pitching help. I don't expect that we're gonna you know big be, be big players in that area though still. And those guys, you know, the big names. I know you can't talk about specific players, but those big names have been on the they've been on the on the couch pretty much all year. You guys have all had discussions about each of these players for the last couple of months, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, obviously there's some really talented guys out there. Pretty unusual to have them, you know, that caliber out there at this time of year. I think you have to have some question on, you know, what what exactly you're getting with not just not a, a true spring training, but, you know, midseason. And, you know, I'm sure guys are throwing sim games and, and uh, staying engaged. But, you know, there's definitely a, a difference in the not just the level of competition, but the level of activity and care, I think. And this, this really, you talked about uh, the big picture and, and where you guys are in your process. I mean, for many, many years, you guys were, I, I think there was almost a decade there where you guys were among the biggest uh, wins. You had among the, the most wins in Major League Baseball during the regular season for almost a decade. Uh, and the Astros were kind of struggling during all that and getting good draft picks and rebuilding. And 
you guys had swapped a little bit for a time there, and maybe you guys are ahead of pace getting back up there. So in terms of where you are with your picture relative to your payroll, uh, and that's kind of what the G-Bag guys were bringing up, when might the purse strings be loosened up uh, again and, and you guys might be able to be big-time players out there in free agency? I think it's all going to be player-specific. You know, I, listen, I think we're going to have – a lot more flexibility the next two years than we've had the last couple, uh, last probably three or four, um, you know, if, if you're looking at it. Uh, but it's going to be players that we're not going to spend just as, say, we spend. If the right guy's there, we're ready to, to make that investment in, then, then we'll go. And I do think that, you know, the new ballpark will play into it. And I also think just having a, a good foundation where we're at right now, you know, we've got some, some flaws on the club and some things that we'll need to address but you know this isn't a situation where we're we're tanking and have to look out you know three four five years to build it back up again like there's some really good quality players that are going to be here for several years and we'll have an opportunity to build on that obviously the baseball draft is is much different than the the other drafts and you never want to be picking in the top 10 but it's got to be a little bit exciting having the number eight pick and and looking forward to, to on monday right yeah, man, it's going to be fun. We got uh, eight overall and the three of the top 50. Uh, so we'll pick three times on the first night. Uh, that comp pick, like I said, that we got for Claudio at 41 and um, been sitting in the draft room here for the last 10 days or so, kind of locked in with with Kip and his group. Um, you know, our process has definitely evolved over the years. Kip's been awesome in, in terms of kind of continuing to, to add layers to, to the process, whether that's uh, mental skills and, and makeup or analytics and R&D side and, and others. and uh, So it's been fun to be part of. And, um, you know, at eight we'll get, you know, we're, we're going to get good players at, at all three and throughout the draft. But certainly picking in the top ten, you have you know, access to a different level of talent than when you're picking down below. Yeah, I was curious about that, like how involved you get in all this stuff. I mean, obviously – you oversee it all, but you've got, like you said, Kip, and there's a lot of different talented people that work in your uh, on your side of the organization. But when it comes down to the number eight pick, that's such a high pick. Do you get even more involved in a situation like that? A little bit. I mean, I, I'm not going out there and seeing all the guys. I've, I've seen a couple, but I'm not going out there and, and seeing all the guys. Ultimately, I, I almost think that can be more of a negative than a positive. You get one quick look at somebody and, and – didn't think you're going to weigh in. I mean, I, my involvement is, is, you know, very supportive, making sure we have the resources we need, um, kind of more on the philosophical, big picture direction, uh, and challenging guys with questions. Uh, and then I, and I think as we get down to it, kind of strategy and, and risk management too, you know, just in, in talking through the types of players that we're interested in and, and asking questions. You know, our, our, our evaluators or scouts are – you know, their job is to go out. We, we want guys that like players. We want guys that want players and, and, and kind of see the good in players. And sometimes when, you know, you're living in that arena you know, 24-7, you, you need kind of the counterbalance a little bit and somebody ask the questions and, and you know, have the guys in the room doing the, the kind of contextual research to say, like, you know, this this universe of players is a little more, bit more risky. Why is this player an outlier? Why, are this, why is this player going to you know, kind of beat the odds, so to speak. So uh, I, I enjoy that part of it. When I think about this team, John, I, I think first I, I see a fun group of guys to watch, and it's been a very um, intriguing season. There's been clutch wins and thrilling moments, and there's been some, you know, gut punch losses as well. And I couldn't help but think about a couple of years, and I want to just kind of run this by you. Does this year kind of remind you of 2008 
And when you guys kind of hung in there and just kind of, you know, you got through the first four months, maybe you weren't ready at the time to go. And I know you're not saying that about this team now. Or like even the 2015, this team kind of reminds me of those two years where you were coming off a transition year. Or do you kind of see those similarities? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I think those are good points. I think in 2008 we had, you know, kind of some similarities where we had a prolific offense, but we, you know, really struggled to prevent runs. Uh, but you can kind of see the core of that team coming together uh, along with, you know, we had some good veteran additions that year. Um, you know, obviously Milton Bradley's had a lot of off-field uh, issues and ugliness since then, but we was a, you know, big-time uh, force for us that year. And um, you saw that in the following year. We brought, you know, we really didn't make a ton of outside additions. We brought up Elvis and Mike Maddox joined the club and, and obviously kind of like launched us towards the next Know, whatever it was, eight, nine years. And I think in 15, coming off the, the down year, there were no real expectations. But one thing you saw, very similar to what you're seeing this year, was like we were in every game. Uh, I remember sitting there in, in July. We were in every game. These guys were fighting. We were seven, eight games back. But I remember, you know, we all kind of felt like there was the, the makings of, of a good team there. And, and uh, we didn't want to give up on them. And we weren't going to do anything kind of short-term rental. But, we you know, we felt like it was it was the time to kind of add some pieces for the next two, three years. And obviously we made the deals we made and, and the team responded. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely do see some similarities there. You know, uh, one of the things we always talk to you about is is your patience. I mean, you have patience for days, and I tend to overreact to just about everything. And, and so I, I give up on a guy quickly, and then I say, no, he's back. He's the best that's ever played really quickly, and you're, you're very even-keeled. And that's important because uh, look at Joey Gallo, uh, just, just the way that uh, he is playing this year on it. You know, he's an MVP candidate. And I know you have a couple other young players uh, that have had ups and downs. Mazzara is a guy who's who's really turned things around here midseason, and I just wonder if that patience is what comes into play when you look at Odor, because obviously what Gallo's done, and then now Mazzara, and you've seen Odor do it and turn it on, and be one of the best offensive players in the game. So, where are you with regard to that patience and uh, Rugnet Odor? Uh, I think there is definitely still patience for sure. I think that's like kind of the. You know, when we, when um, Woody put it well, I think a week or two ago, when you see the guys putting in the work and the, the right mentality is there and you know the talent's there and the intent's there, it, it makes it easier. I, I do think with Rugi that you know, there there is a level of concern. Uh, in, in large part, this is not the first time it's happened, not the first year. It's, you know, and, and you don't want to make a habit of kind of getting into these these holes and, and having to put a, a program together to get out of it. You know, Rugi's got five years in the league right now. Uh, he's, he's he cares a ton. He works hard. Um, you know, it's just we've got to you know, there's got to be a sense of urgency on on our part, and I believe that there is to you know kind of help him uh, break out of this because he's he's too good of a player to be performing at this level. Yeah, it seems like every time he's he's about to snap out of it. Like for instance, yesterday taking a walk, you know, late in that game, just yeah, to get a huge huge, huge play, huge at bat huge crucial moment and you go i think rugi's about to get out of it and it just kind of uh comes back down to earth uh, jd thank you very much we appreciate your time uh really appreciate it i don't know why i'm taking it out though ben should be the one doing that no you're uh, doing no, fine I appreciate it. yeah yeah we, we've been on the sidelines it's kind of kind of refreshing i thought it was much better than what i've been doing not quite it takes patience jd just hang in there with me i know <laughs> it's your it's your way hey thank you for your time man really appreciate it thanks Phil. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.